Woo! I see it. Here we are. Look out world, because <laughs> you're going to be flies on the wall. Karen and I, when things can get a little deep. <laughs> when we are in conversation. So, even before I pull my card, what have you been working? What like what theme is coming up for you lately? Trust. Oh. Trust. What a coincidence. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Well, the layers mm -hmm. of trust. Mm -hmm. Like what kind of aspect of trust is coming up for you? Trusting the universe that everything mm -hmm. is working out just as it should. Trusting myself. To not, <laughs> yes, to not like trusting myself to, to believe in the universe, to I'm just trusting that the right people are in my life right now and that I'm doing the right things right now and that the best result is going to happen. That's very difficult. What's the hard, has it always been hard for you or is it just like right now that it's super? I don't, I don't know if I've ever really thought about it before, mm -hmm. but it's right now I'm, um, the fear of uncertainty oh. is, I feel like I need to know, like I need to know and I need to have the answers and I need to know that, you know, this and this and this and it's, it's got to be laid out and exact and precise and it's not coming that way. And I'm asking for answers and they're not coming. And I'm like, okay, I just have to trust that they're there. <laughs> trust that things are working out and that it's happening and that it's all gonna be all right. Yeah, I think for me, there's this lifelong kind of cycle that I've been in, this vacillation of being too trusting and willing to just be like, yeah, you know, this is what the universe has for me and you should trust people and people are inherently good and then you go in with that attitude and all of a sudden there's this big uh-oh mm -hmm. and then there's this contraction like, okay, apparently I was wrong and there's this feeling that I, it was wrong for me to trust you or this or that. It's like, how do you navigate when you, when it's discernment and when it's a trust issue. Like, mm -hmm. should mm -hmm. my discernment have told me that it's not appropriate to trust this person? Or should I say, I trust the universe that they're placing this person in front of me for a reason? Or do I open myself to this person or not? So it's kind of like letting discernment kind of make trusting less hazardous <laughs> yes <laughs> where there, yes. you don't need to have all these crashes and all this pain like some of that is part of your process and part of your life but just being totally trusting and kind of flying in the wind maybe that's one way of doing it I don't necessarily think after a lifetime of trying that that's so great that discernment and your guidance will say inherently trust your life because you planned this <laughs> this mm -hmm. is what you're supposed to do but that doesn't mean that there's not going to be something presented to you that isn't for you and you have to have the vision to see that like that piece of it and like I'm totally fine with waiting 
for things or sitting with something that's uncomfortable, but it was always that because from very early on there was that kind of sense of betrayal, mm-hmm. of trusting and then being betrayed. It's like this pattern that would just repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat and loop. So that's the loop that I'm dismantling at mm-hmm. this time and using discernment and vision to help see which pieces to kind of toss away, which roads not to drive down and which ones, <laughs> like, yeah, I'll trust that even though this looks weird or dark, that that's my path. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's been helping, just having the, the vision opening up and being able to trust. I, I think I'm, I'm dealing with some of the trust in that way too, trusting people, because that was through some really tough things with an individual that made me close off a lot of my trust to other people. Even if people like, I, I, I still get suspicious of some people. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't <laughs> Like, mm. uh-huh. I don't know if that's the past talking. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure, 99% sure that it's the, the past that's like, hey, remember when he said this and this happened? And yeah. Yeah. So I'm working. I think we're all in this period of seeing which parts of our response to life are old habit and old pattern and filters from past hurt and trauma and which part of it is really how you need to respond to move forward or is this my intuition or is this just like you said you're the old little mm-hmm. filter looking at everything like no that's suspicious <laughs> and no i'm not going to trust you blah, 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 you know Kind of just clearing, taking the Windex to the filters and <laughs> yes. looking at what's actually there instead of replaying the victim story or yes, that, replaying or the victim story. always assuming people are going to be a certain way or always assuming that everything's all about you when people act a certain way that it's about you and it's really just their shit because you know? <laughs> they are dealing with their own same little battle that we are. So it's like just detaching from the idea of other people's shit being mine to worry about. Yes. Like, that's very liberating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's that. <laughs> <laughs> One of the first um, spiritual, if you will, practitioners I went to like a long time ago, her name's Drew, she does polarity therapy and she has a Genesis module. Oh, it's amazing. Uh-huh. And she said, she always gives you this little intuitive reading after your session, which looking back now, she was really good. <laughs> like she's, the practitioners through my trust that I ran into very early in my journey were just like, that's how you're supposed to do it. Nice. And I didn't know then, you know, I just thought that they were all good, you know, and they all knew what they were doing, but it was just, you know, the beginner's luck. And she would give you this little reading and she goes, I'm seeing that you're your next lesson to work with is letting, letting go of attachments. And I remember I was like, the hell does that mean? What, <laughs> what is that? What's an attachment? Like, I didn't even know what attachment was. So it was pretty crucial at that point to be like, you need to go ahead and read something or you know, talk to somebody. But she was right. Like, sure enough, at that time, very attached. Attachment and thinking it was other things. So mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. weird, like, looking back. How did I get on that tape? What was I talking about? How did we arrive here? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just as lost as you. Maybe you told me that because I need to go see Drew's. Oh. Well, there you go. So. Trusting the practitioners. Trust the practitioners. Discernment, again, because it's a... It's not... People assume, like... 
if you go to a church or a spiritual center or you go to somebody who works in the healing arts, they're automatically good because mm-hmm. they're trying to help people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, nope, it's just like any other practice. It's just like doctors. Some yeah. are great. Some are not great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it's true. like anything else. Everything has a shadow side and learning to recognize when you've come across that practitioner that doesn't have your best interests at heart really or is working with their own patterns that are so disruptive that they have no business working on people uh-huh, uh-huh. or whatever, you know, it's like you really have to, I'm just grateful that I was placed with the right people at the right time so that then later on I could be like, mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> nope, <laughs> not for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Anywho, let's let's draw some cards. Okay. Sounds like cereal, doesn't it? Maybe I'm just hungry or something. Divine? What if it was trust? I would have been like, no! (laughs) I don't know what to. Oh. Right. Right now. Universal truth. You want more? No, it's, Take it's us good. whatever you want and how many ever you want. Okay. I'm going to pick some now. Oh, hell yeah. Ether? Mm. We'll talk about that. I guess I should know. All right, this is $20 table, folks. Put your bets in. <laughs> shuffle this deck. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. One more damn time this damn card comes up. I'm just going to burst into flames. <laughs> There's this running joke now that I keep getting the same, like, one or two cards out of this deck every time I draw. You can see how it's bent because I had it on my mirror for, like, <laughs> ever. And there it is again. What's it telling you? What's it saying, man? It says, I can have money and freedom, too. I think I remember that. From the first one. Yeah. And then we even talked about it in the next gathering that there's this whole like just working and working and working and working on these projects and like am I going to become a slave to this whole business I'm creating and just be typing all the time because that's not my purpose. It's my other card that I drew. My purpose is tied to my imagination, my other card. So I'm very much aware that the raw edge of the creative process is where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I'm a bridge between that multi-dimensional, non-linear, holographic soup where the ideas are already fully formed. They're, they exist, they have a life of their own. And when I get in my little head an idea and I go, ooh, it's because I've just opened up just a little bit, just enough to see the, the idea in its completion, in its entirety. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's exciting because you get the whole thing. Like you don't know how to interpret it in a linear way with your brain. You don't see the whole thing, but it's just like, you'll get one little flash, you'll see a color or a sentence and be like, ooh, I know you know that feeling. Like, oh yeah. Oh, this is great. And it's because, it's not because the word or the sentence is great. It's because you just received the entire Thing, the entire holographic construct of the thing and its completion because you tapped in with that one word or idea. So it's like, 
that's the edge that I'm supposed to live on, like right there. And I mean, I'm flexible enough to where I can go and not only songwrite and, and be on that edge, but I can go in and do production and songwriting and I understand how to use the equipment and the technology and do all that. But like my for real, like purpose, uh -huh. And the color of this card is orange, which is the sacral chakra, which is play and sensuality and fun. That's where I need to spend the most amount of my time. Mm -hmm. In holding the door open to that realm to let more of that, because that assists the whole human race. And ether, mm -hmm. I'm always saying that I'm out in the ethers. Because <laughs> that's where you get this stuff from. That's where it does not come from you know, matter is not generating the ideas. The ideas are coming in through this medium and becoming matter. So it's like, this is what I need to stay tapped into. This is the fifth element. We're doing, um, Sonia T, our meditation group, uh -huh. we're doing our new EP, and it's just like falling out of us. It's like oh, so great. Fun. We're already done with two songs. Um, and they're all based on the elements. Nice. It's like fire, air, water. And we have these chimes that um, a friend of ours loaned to us. She's like, do you want to borrow my chimes to make a song? I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> they're so, no, they're so nice. I mean, you play them and it's just like, ugh. Oh, man. So, yeah, we're, we're in the middle of making that. And then ether is the last element and we're going to take all four of the other chimes and bring them together and make a song with with all of those and writing the words to the ether was just like the ether meditation i was like oh my God. <laughs> yes so it's very interesting like i know i like the raw edge but it's and somehow it must be tied to the freedom part and the money and I need to just let go of worrying about, maybe worrying about becoming this little automaton to my own business is kind of putting the brakes on things. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to hit the brakes. I want to coast. What do you mean hit the brakes? Hitting the brakes on things moving forward or manifestation maybe. Uh -huh. um, there might be that, maybe that fear of being in a cage and having to work all the time it's oh. so like part of me is uh -huh. pulling back even from my own work because I don't want to be stuck I'm so tired of looking at my laptop mm -hmm. no offense little friend <laughs> that I could scream uh -huh. <laughs> uh -huh. like, yeah so I think that having more actual money will give me opportunities to not have to do so at, much yeah mm -hmm. not have to constantly be trying to hustle up the way to align rather than hustle mm -hmm. so one of my coworkers told me um, business is like it takes at least a year or two of hard work before things start to like really flow. But I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's true. <laughs> well, from a corporate standpoint, like if you open a brick and mortar store, you know, this is, you do things the traditional way. They say your first 18 months will tell whether you're going to, survive or not, you need to have enough operating capital set back to pay all your bills because you're probably not going to make enough to, mm -hmm. but at the same time, like you can be an instant success. Like in the, now that we have the internet, there's oh, no yeah. time restriction to anything. Mm -hmm. You could go, there was an artist that makes these really neat kaleidoscopes. Mm -hmm. They're just cool, kind of higher end 
um, sacred geometry, kind of fractal-looking kaleidoscopes. Mm-hmm. One post went viral, and he he has so many orders that he could probably oh never. So it ta- it takes one day, one hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now that there's social media, and you know, it's there's really. I think it's a good idea if you have bills that you have to pay that are associated with your business to have a year or a year and a half's worth of capital mm-hmm. so that you don't you don't end up going out of business mm-hmm. or stressing yourself out or stressing out to the point where you can't even be present but I say there's no there's no rules anymore anything can happen you're right you're right about that and society blew up pretty quick I mean mm-hmm. a music group is not easy to build a fan base but pretty much right out of the gate we were we were aligned. We were aligned. It's not that we're more amazing than somebody else. It's just we're, it was the right time, the right product, the right place. I was able to find our people. They were able to find us, you know, and it just kind of, it was an alignment. Mm-hmm. So it didn't take that long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I would say consider it, but don't automatically expect that that's exactly what's going to happen. Very true. Very true. So ether, I don't think I've ever thought about being in the ether before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just like the space where you open up to creativity and well, imagination little, and the divine. It's a little mystical. It, elementally, in polarity, it's ether is the confluence of the four rivers the fire earth air water you know when they flow together as one that's what the ether current is it's it's the cohesive like the totality of everything mm-hmm. but then there's other aspects of the you know other ways to look at ether too from other philosophies so it's it's basically just a little bit of an intangible thing that comes in and is the, the kind of mystical life-giving can't really be quantified or qualified at this point Mm -hmm. but that you know enlivens everything and so it just it's worth looking into and just seeing what you find when you start looking and okay check out the (laughs) The ether so what did you draw there so my first one was divine I mean, I know what I think, but in relation to like my life, I am divine, you are divine, we are all divine. And then universal truth, which, and then the last one is rich. <laughs> really? <laughs> rich. 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 <laughs> rich makes me think of... Riches with like people and um, not so much wealth, like money wealth, but riches in relationships mm-hmm. and like culture and like connections. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Culture and connections, yes. Belonging. Mm. That's, uh, I started reading this book, um, The Gifts of Imperfection, I think, by Brene Brown. Yep, yep. Oh my god! <laughs> Were you crying? Why did I not have this book earlier in my life? <laughs> Why? <laughs> no. One of the things that she said was, uh, you don't have to, 
the love and belonging you get shouldn't be contingent on anything. Yeah. And I think that a lot of, because of this, some of the things I've been through, I have that contingency set up like, oh, well, if I do this and this, then they'll love me. Or if I do this and this, then, then I can belong to this group. Or if I do this and this, and then, then, then everything will be all right. And I think that's another thing that I've been working on this week and just thinking, I don't have to do that stuff to be loved or belong. I think or worse if, oh, if my vibration was better than yeah. I would attract, you know, I want to just put that horse shit away right now. <laughs> no matter what your vibration is, yeah. you're loved. You are loved. You, know? mm-hmm. yeah. you automatically belong. <laughs> Maybe that's the universal truth. That's all there is, is belonging, because there's only one thing that exists. Mm-hmm. Well, to, in my little philosophy, and some people agree, <laughs> uh-huh. there's just, you know, the universal consciousness, the, the thing mm-hmm. that is, mm-hmm. and it manifests as lots of us, so we all belong, because there's no, there's only one thing, yeah. the one. Yeah, yeah. So it's like... For people to convince themselves of this delusion that they're alone or separate or, you know, it's kind of, it's understandable because we're programmed, you know, in our DNA and our epigenome to be social creatures. So they're like, look at that other one over there. That's another human. You know, I want to hang out with it. It's like, but I don't know. It's just, it's, yeah, I think for me, dealing with a lot of rejection, especially from family, that I I put contingencies on belonging because, oh, I don't fit in. Oh, I'm not religious enough. Oh, Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) What's that even go there? (laughs) Oh, I don't don't do everything like you do. Oh, I don't love Jesus. You won't love me. Oh, that's fucked up. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I don't worship the same way you do. Yes. That's, that's, that's yes. one of the things that I think I have felt that, that I've been mm-hmm. abandoned for. Just like, oh, you're not doing it right. Forget you. Ooh. So. Little yeah. religion. Yeah. So rich. I'm becoming rich. I am rich. <laughs> in connection and belonging and love and people and wonderful situations. Um, then the cards, appreciation and gratitude are different vibrational states. I was looking at that one too. Yeah? Will you read it? Oh, I know what it says. <laughs> I should have picked it up. That was me. That's <laughs> okay. I got you, girl. Okay. <laughs> when you feel gratitude, often you are looking at a difficulty that you have overcome, but there's still some of that struggle vibration present. The state of appreciation is seeing whatever you are looking at through the eyes of source. You could walk down a crowded street with lots of things that are. You could walk. Uh, you could walk down a crowded street with all kinds of things that a lot of other people would find reason to criticize or worry about, and you would not have access to them because your vibration of appreciation is picking out for you things of a different vibrational nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gratitude, sometimes it's like, oh, thank God that I have a home because other people don't have a home. And it's like, I could see how that would, Mm -hmm. it's more like comparison than just being where you are and being appreciative of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I could see how that would. 
Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why I never liked making those gratitude lists. I'm like, this just feels stupid. Like, not the way I want to spend my morning when I first wake up. I'm grateful for my bed. I'm like, what? And it was kind of like, it said, like, maybe I'm just, because I'm glad that I have a bed, because some people don't. It's uh -huh. like, finding that appreciation. Hmm. Hmm. That feels better. Good. <laughs> yes. I'm working on gratitude. I mean, I feel gratitude for everything, but like you said, kind of like yeah. making a list, I found that my list was always the same, except for like one little spot that maybe something else was a different, different that thing. day. Yeah. But, yeah. Someday, I will. <laughs> uh, the other one I got, my life story and the law of attraction. Go on. <laughs> Each and every component that makes up your life experience is drawn to you by the powerful law of attraction's response to the thoughts you think and the story you tell about your life. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, I gotta change the thoughts oh, of the story. <laughs> Stop telling them all stories. <laughs> your money and financial assets, your body state of wellness, clarity, flexibility, size and shape, your work environment, how you are treated, work satisfaction <laughs> and rewards. Indeed, the very happiness of your life experience in general is all happening because of the story that you tell. Hey, who needed this one? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. There's just stories that I, I'm, I'm, I, the, these last few months have just been all about like shuffling off the old because yeah. there have been um, stories that I like to tell about people who've done me wrong and it feels good to say them. You're like, me. It feels good to say it, but then later I'm like, oh, I feel terrible now because I just relived that. And I, put, I yeah. feel like you put your body through it, like all the emotion and the trauma again. And so I need to not... Yes, they were there, but they had a purpose. And yeah, I don't need to tell the story. Maybe just shifting the way I tell the story. Appreciating mm -hmm. some aspect of it maybe would help. I don't mm -hmm. know. I'm so glad that that happened because now I, whatever. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh -huh. And letting go of the... Or I'm so glad, I, sometimes when I catch myself, I like to catch myself out loud and like negative looping. <gasps> when I'm, you know, when you're in your head, and oh, you're like, yeah. have an imaginary fight with somebody and getting like for real mad about it. And you're like, that shit didn't even happen. What are you doing? And I'll just, <laughs> I used to be so mad at myself because I thought, you know, you're supposed to be Pollyanna positive, you know when this whole first started, and then I would get to the point where I would just be like, I would catch myself, and then I'd be like, oh my god, I am so glad that I know how to catch myself now, and I don't have to keep spinning in this, it's so uh -huh. pointless, and I would be like, I'm so glad that I'm building my awareness, and it's like, as soon as I would catch myself, I would just start to feel happy because I caught myself, mm -hmm. and I had the opportunity to stop doing that. So that helped me a lot. So when you stopped, did you just, did you say, hey, stop? Or did you, did you play? It was just like there was a moment of awareness where I realized I was spinning and repeating the negative thoughts. And then I would, I have out, if saying things out loud, I believe is very helpful for me being a vocalist and a throat chakra oriented person. Mm -hmm. When I caught myself, I would say it out loud. I was like, 
oh my god, I am so glad I caught myself. <laughs> uh-huh. And then I would just kind of laugh because it was like, oh, <laughs> you naughty little head, you know, doing what you're doing there. Uh-huh. And it was just kind of like not chastising myself, like, oh, you know better than to be naive, you know, but it's like, ooh, I'm so glad I can catch myself and I know how to bring myself out of this and I know how to spiral up as well as down and I choose up and it's like, okay. and then I just kind of, you know, look around for any other thing that I was glad about and say that out loud and after like a minute or two, it was just, the loop was broken and it was gone and I could go on about my day. So it's like, it's just a good way to catch yourself. Okay. Say, ooh, I'm so glad I catch myself now. Because I, negative loops, I'm the queen, I don't know. Oh, well, I mean, it's human. I mean, that's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> it's a default setting. <laughs> it's a survival mechanism so you don't forget yeah. bad things that happen that could harm you. And it's like, it serves us for not like, oh, I remember that day I wasn't paying attention to where I was stepping and I fell down a cliff. That was bad. Don't do that again. So you like remember and it loops and you have this strong memory about it. I mean, that's fine, but mm-hmm. we don't need to like create imaginary <laughs> imaginary <stuff>. no. <laughs> like if he says this then I'm gonna say this and if he has the nerve to say that after that then I'm gonna be like you gotta go and, I, and then I'm like what and I do my cat's looking at me like because I know she knows what I'm thinking she just looks at me sometimes like mm. <laughs> you need to take a nap <laughs> take a nap that's probably why she sleeps so much because I wear <laughs> my Oh my god. She's just she's just a cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On Tuesday I ran a red light. Like I saw the yellow light, but I was thinking, you were negative right. thinking, and I was like, oh yeah, like and I was like, oh shit, the light's red. And I was like, Thank you, Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. No tickets. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I should probably not do that anymore. I should not. Have these thoughts that just take over. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. That's that's the thing. It's like we're gonna have the thoughts, but it's when they take over and mm-hmm. they start governing mm-hmm. your mindset and your life. That's the issue. Like, yeah, your mind will just keep generating bullshit all day long, but you don't have to pay attention to it. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so. all day. I need to start doing that though. Because you're smart and you have a very active mind and that's just going to happen, you know. Yeah. It needs like busy work. It needs mm-hmm. like beating or something to do with it. Like, <laughs> you get a hobby or something. <laughs> it's bored. Just spinning. Oh man. Yeah. Neck starts hurting. What if I'm dying? I was like, shut up. Goodness, the hypochondria so loop is a fave. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Tuberculosis. I think it's emphysema. Oh <laughs> Kitty, what do you think? She's like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last one I picked is the story I tell. Is the basis of my life. Here's all about stories and truth tonight. There are, so I have. I need to take time, sit down, and write this stuff out. I have like so much stuff that's like, do you? Here. Truth? Truth. 
Ah, and I think I'm, some of it's really heavy, and mm-hmm. I've only told two or three people, and I have this fear that if it gets out, what people will think. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm battling that, and I'm like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. You need to say this because it's here. And it's on you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got to come out to, to, to bring freedom from the little demons that are in my head that are saying, hey, you didn't write about this today. Do you know that? You didn't talk about it. You thought about it all day, but did you do anything about it? Mm-hmm. So to free those guys, I need to carve out time and write it and just... So you're going to write it and share it? Mm-hmm. It doesn't scare me? Mm-hmm. Good. Does it paralyze my writing where I'm like, I can't do it. I need, I, but it's my truth. There's, I fear um, just telling it, just letting it be known. That and the whole, if I'm not qualified for love and this certainly makes me unqualified to be no love me love me if they know this I mean, they yeah, already yeah. don't love me if they know this they'll never I mean yeah yeah we all struggle with that so. yeah 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 so yeah I need to start telling that story it says there's no right or wrong way to tell your in, your improved story <laughs> okay <laughs> It can be about your past, present, or future experiences. The only criterion that is important is that you be conscious of your, in, your intent to tell a better feeling, improved version of your story. Telling many good feeling short stories throughout your day will change your point of attraction. Just remember that the story you tell is the basis of your life. So tell it the way you want it to be. Okay. <laughs> I th- well, I think... You're like totally embodying right now something that is so important for so many people. Like, there's what Abraham Hicks just said you tell a better feeling story, right? You say the positive thing that you want. But if there's something on you that is clearly on you and needs to be like spoken about that you haven't spoken about or you feel like you haven't told told it in a way that you need to and you feel like you're holding on to something mm-hmm. I think it's really important just to say that <laughs> yeah before you start trying to say affirmations and like sprinkle glitter on a turd and call it pretty you know you need to you need to go through that stuff first and I think there's a lot of bypassing going on where people don't want to say certain things or work through certain things they want to just do the affirmations and be positive and mm-hmm. pretend mm-hmm. that that's going to just magically transform. Away. But yeah. part, of, part of the magic is being real and the vulnerability. And you say, this is what the thing is that's on me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then you can't get stuck in telling that story. So <laughs> <laughs> you're like, this happened to me. And then like a hundred times later, this happened to me. Yeah. And then the week after that, this happened to me. And I know that you're doing the same thing because this happened to me before and I know you're doing that. And it's like <laughs> we start seeing that old ass story everywhere because you've been telling it and that's all you know. And it's like, so I think you're like perfectly positioned in this space where like you're ready to honor, to tell it, you know, as it needs to be told. But then 
to let go of it and start telling new stories so you don't have to dwell and marinate on shit. Like, yes. Indefinitely. Yes. <laughs> Definitely there. Definitely <laughs> want that. I just, it just seems like you're like right in the, the, this little middle ground where you have like, your arms are like out and you're holding <laughs> in one hand, there's like this dark ball and the other one is like all bright and you're just like, I'm ready to, you know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, damn, definitely there. Yeah. It's definitely where. That's important for it. Everybody. And it happens lots of times in life, I think. Mm-hmm. There's lots of little mini versions of that. that... Yeah, yeah. Mm. All right, that's my inspiration. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, just today, like I'm looking at my cards and I'm like, I was feeling frustrated today with just the amount of stupid typing and that type of work that I had. I'm like, oh my God, like when is this part of it going to be over? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. just, yeah. So I've got to, my intention now is finishing the pieces that need to be wrapped up and just making the offerings mm-hmm. and letting there be fewer things that I need to touch like every day. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I can stay on that raw, you know, holding the door open. Let all yes, that, yes, let yes, all that yes. Stuff come through. Yes. Just the other day, a song came through in my head when I was in the middle of doing something boring, <laughs> and I was like, "Yep, there's that." I was like, "Well, <laughs> did you stop it?" Next, oh, I, I always stop. Okay. Yeah, okay. I was Good. like, I, was like oh. I always honor the download. Like, I might not be able to finish it right then. Uh-huh. If I took my phone out and I like sang bit of it and then I wrote a few words down and I was like okay I'll remember just enough so I'll remember it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I was just like I need to be able to just go in when those happen go in and just have more time to to explore be a more open channel Mm -hmm. instead of having to say oh let me check these 59 emails that I got oh gosh today today yeah So that's been part of my joy is unsubscribing. Like every day this week, I've been since I got back from vacation. I'm like unsubscribe, unsubscribe, (laughs) unsubscribe. Do I really need unsubscribe? Yeah, yeah. Because we took like almost a total electronic break when we went to Florida. We're like we didn't really look at our phones that much. We weren't looking at Facebook or email, and it was like kind of don't feel like I missed anything. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, do you think all the typing and all the, the boring stuff now is just you're building your platform, you're building your foundation, and once that foundation is solid and strong, you can have other parts that you've got that you don't have to touch that anymore. That's there. That's. I think what the problem is when you're so right. It's like I'm building this structure, this construct that will allow me. It's like. My practice has changed so much over the years that I'm constantly working on the fucking foundation. <laughs> it's like I'm constantly taking this little thing apart and having to change it. And I'm like, I'm grateful that I w- had sense enough to kind of honor that I needed to change and mm-hmm. shift my practice. And I didn't just get stuck as yes. a health coach because it was working and people knew what it was and I was making money. It's like, it took me a long time to figure out what I was supposed to be doing because it's kind of complicated I mean it's kind Mm -hmm. of weird and Mm -hmm. not many people do it and hard to explain and you give your elevator speech just go what's your elevator speech and I'm like I don't know (laughs) what am I gonna say what are they they, they're gonna be like what you want to be confused (laughs) I can confuse you but yeah it's like 
I feel like I'm finally getting to the point where this huge, all of this, the skills and the experience and the things that I've done have like gelled into this nice little jello mold mm-hmm. with little pieces of fruit in it. <laughs> it's like almost gelled. Uh-huh. So this time that I'm remodeling the foundation, I'll be able to just freaking leave it alone. I won't have to keep doing this whole like back end process mm-hmm. where I'm constantly changing the way my business runs and how I, you know, it's like, this feels like it's like, once I get this in there, it'll be, I'll, I can let it go for a while and just do its own thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but it's tiring because I've, I've done that so many times over the years that it's just like, yeah, again, writing content again, <laughs> another website. <laughs> yeah. But that could be good because you're, you're, you explored those things and they worked and then you just took them and added them with something else and that worked and then yeah you've got like several elements that are become that are taking shape into this what you have now it's like a big old what's that it connects like it's a lego but it looks like little molecules oh yeah yeah, that's what it seems like it's just like i keep putting little sticks and balls and i'm like "Mm." (laughs) so yeah i think i'm done with the sticks and balls and i'm ready to just Good, 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 good. <laughs> what else? Should we pull a final card? Let's pull a final card. This Laurel is talking. What is this? Resilience. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of being tired of shit. <laughs> words yeah. resilience yes yeah that's whatever <laughs> maybe it's just reminding you that you are resilient yes. that clearly that you don't that things can come at you and you're like fending them off no nope. I'm like uh-uh. I don't think so not today Satan. you know pushing them away because everything that you've had has just built you into this resilient person yeah that's one of the things that I have absolute trust in is my own resilience. That's an amazing thing to have absolute trust in. Because I know. Yeah. It doesn't matter what. I'm like, yep, I'll, I'll be back from that. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's See, just me, you know. That's amazing because most people, nope. Something happens and they're, they're in the mud for years and just floating there and slowly crawling out from the pond. Losing around. <laughs> <laughs> but if you've got it, if you're, if you're like, eh, that happened, oh, I'll, just, I'll be back. Don't worry. Then that's, that's amazing. Oops. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> no, that's amazing. Yeah. What did that, did something ring for you when I pulled that out? Or? Part of the book, the um, Gifts of Imperfection. Uh-huh. Shame resilience. Shame resilience. Ooh, what's that? I'm not sure if I can explain it right, but okay. I can't even do it. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna call you and let you know the real. Okay. <laughs> but not letting shame pull you down. Oh, and like kind of just contract into a ball, like. And, oh, mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. It's one of the one one of the definitions in the book, or one of the parts of it that I read that I was like, I'm gonna have to read this again. Because it's hitting home, and mm-hmm. yeah, 
Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Oh, yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> I don't know why I'm singing. Primal. Oh. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> back to universal truth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like something so base is in some ways that much closer to the highest holiest because it's like you're not you're run, running on instinct which is absolute trust mm-hmm. it's a program like you don't it's not possible to operate outside of your instinct when you're just an animal because you don't have this higher brain in the way like you're just plugged into the truth of your your genes are telling you what you do ancestry this is what I do and I trust that's what I do because I'm a antelope you know this is what we do <laughs> yeah. even if it doesn't yeah. make sense it's like it's just yeah it's totally like trusting the Well, I guess it is time to wrap up. Hee hee. Fantastic. This has been fun. Yes, it has. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've, we've relatively behaved, didn't we? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Once we turn this mic off, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Everything, once the mic goes off, that <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's say goodnight. Good night.